It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue in, in Council Bluffs. Get over to Joe's Karting today. And you're going to want to make sure and like and follow the Joe's Karting Facebook page because they have had a tendency to randomly announce when they're going to be doing the Slick Track. The season has wrapped up for the Dirt Track Bank Slick Track. And every once in a while, Buddy gets a a wild hair and and decides, let's just run the Slick Track. So make sure you're following the Joe's Karting Facebook page for updates on when uh, they're going to be doing that. Uh, All right, for today's show, we're going to recap last weekend's race or last week's race, what uh, ended up happening on Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's supposed to be a Saturday night race, ended up happening on Sunday. Then we'll talk with a couple of news and notes. Unfortunately, we've already got some cancellations. We'll talk a little bit about the Tuesday tickler at I-80 Speedway. That'll all be in turn number one. Turn number two, we're going to talk with Dawson County Raceway's Chad Dolan. And then we're going to talk with Jeremy Baker about his season as it's about ready to get kicked off here in, I believe, just a couple of weeks. Then in turn number four, we'll get you set for Sunday's race at Richmond. Looks like it's going to be a two o'clock central time start, three o'clock Eastern. Broadcast going to be on MRN and Sirius XM, as well as Fox, the main channel, not the FS1 or FS2. It's going to be right on Fox. So make sure you get down to Quaker Steak and Lube on Sunday to catch all the action from Richmond. Dirk, talk a little bit as I get the uh, the official results pulled up for Martinsville. Uh, pretty competitive race. Yeah, a lot of racing, and you'll get that at a non-aero track. You know, they could run side by side. They did several laps of that. A lot of beating and banging, which we always see. Something not typical of Martinsville was a big one. So we had yeah. a backstretch that looked like Talladega there one time, but uh, yeah, I was listening to uh, the NASCAR app MRN scanner, and <laughs> they were basically descri- describing that the two cars that were involved in it, I believe it was Kyle Bush and Chris Busher. Yes, we're basically blocking the entire. Oh, speed literally, they, they were nose to tail across the track. Yeah, there was nowhere to go. Yeah, you could not fit a car through anywhere on the track the way they were set so it just piled them up and and when you're three or four cars you know deep it was you know uh early after a restart yeah it just piled them up and man they just you know accordioned and several cars got knocked out of the race that that had good cars like brad keselowski had a had a solid car uh alex bowman had a solid car they both ended up getting knocked out it was uh it was quite the hammer time yeah, yeah it, it, and it's it's unfortunate because there's nothing they could do. Literally nothing they can do. They're you're moving so fast, you're in a rhythm that there's nowhere to go. And and I think in the case of Brad, he tried to get slowed down, but somebody behind him just didn't see, didn't get checked up, and pushed him into into the accident, and and things just kept escalating from there. Yeah, it was just a big accordion effect, and that's you know, that's just what happens when you're in tight quarters. You know, we've seen it on the dirt tracks a lot around here. You know. And uh, it just, you, it, that's a little unusual for Martinsville. Normally on the restart, they get a little straightened out. You know, they'll run side by side a couple of laps, but nobody's getting too overly aggressive. Well, they did a little bumping and banging and it just wadded everything up. 
you know, I, I, I only got to tune in later in the race as uh, I was out at Eagle Raceway for the uh, for the awards banquet. So I only got to listen to the end of it as, as, as I was leaving the awards banquet and, and traveling back home. But I thought for sure as, I, as I'm listening and Denny Hamlin is is just they're doing a great job. I got a fast car, got a steady car. I thought, all right, this is it. Now, here's my first win of the year. And <laughs> and then, well, then that, that, that didn't happen. Denny's car fell off late in the race. Elliott is able to get by him, but Truex... A great battle between those two for quite a few laps, trying to uh, uh, trying to get the lead away, and eventually Truex's car was able to what well, came in a little bit later, and Hamlin's car went away late. Yeah, and I mean Elliott even ended up getting by Hamlin, and you know they were down to the last few laps, and I think they both decided between themselves that they were just going to go ahead and salvage their good finish instead of crashing each other. Yeah, because those two got a little history, and Ryan Blaney ends up taking some, uh, you know. Uh, ran over his air hose yeah terrible there, break uh, for him stopped at 20 whatever it was 22 23 laps to go or something like that he went to the back but he was the class of the field for the day yeah one stage uh, one one stage two ended up finishing 11th on the day i had actually made a, a bet and uh i bet that uh chase elliott would finish ahead of ryan blaney they were starting fourth and fifth on the grid at the beginning of the race but I mean, for the most part of the race, I thought I had lost that bet. But uh, thanks to that air hose, I ended up with a winner. There you go. So Truex becomes the first two-time winner in 2021. And I believe I would heard on MRN that he's won three of the last five or three of the last four races at Martinsville. Something like that. And I saw a, kind of a strange stat the other day that the, the first two-time winner. Um, in a season? Yeah. Um, which, like the, we just said, Martin Truex was this year, has finished either as the champion or in the top four. Like it was a stupid number of times. It was like 10 times in the last 12 years. Okay. So I need to run down and, and throw some money on Martin Truex Jr. getting to home, uh, getting to Phoenix as one of the championship four. Yeah. I mean, the odds are incredible that, you know, that that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, well, and we, yeah, it's, about a, it's about a 50 50 that they win the title. Anyway, so Martin Truex Jr. ends up getting the win. Chase Elliott in second, Danny Hamlin in third, William Byron fourth, Kyle Larson with a nice top five finish. Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch top 10. Talk a little bit about Kevin Harvick again. You know, I'd, I'd heard them talk about, boy, Harvick's just still not looking at form, but it seems like they're starting to get a little bit better and they're able to work on that car and he's starting to turn in back into where did he come from, Harvick. Didn't finish in the top 10 in either of the stages. Was able to get a ninth place finish at the end of the day. Yeah, well, he went he went backwards at the beginning. And he just, you know, he kept backing up. And, and him and Joey Logano both. Mm-hmm. You know, Logano started, led the first four laps, and then just kind of disappeared. You know, he was losing a spot just about every lap, it seemed like, for a while. and But Harvick was never up front. And, uh, you know, he just showed up at the end with, with a solid, you know, ends up with a solid point stay, even though he didn't have any stage points. Yeah. You know, he still lost, you know, he probably lost 20 points to Hamlin, you know, but uh, for where he could have ended up for the day and lost another 30 points, to Hamlin, you know, if he'd have been in a little worse shape, he'd ended up in that big wreck. But he got, they went through a spot where they had a whole bunch of pit stops and uh, he was able to go ahead and keep tweaking on the car and, and kept moving up and. You know, they went the first half of the race with hardly any cautions, and then a whole bucket full of them towards the second half of the race. So, you know, um, um, Stuart Haas as a whole didn't do diddly squat for the day. And they continue to struggle. 
I think when you're making your fantasy picks, you, you kind of stay away from the uh, Stuart Haas drivers for, for probably another four or five weeks until they're able to get some new information in and, and maybe start turning that tide a little bit. Bad days for Alex Bowman, Brad Keselowski, Daniel Suarez. Those They finished 34th, 33rd, and 32nd, respectively. Kurt Busch, 21st, finished two laps down. Eric Amarola, 20th, finished one lap down. Newman, 19th. Other than that, yeah, kind of a, a typical Martinsville day. It was an entertaining race and, and a fun one when it came down to the end, even though uh, Martin Trucks Jr. was able to, to solidify that win with several laps left to go. Yeah, I think he made the pass with about 15 laps to go. They had a restart on lap 20 or 21, something like that. He got by, and then about halfway between uh, that point and the end of the race, I think six, seven laps to go is when Elliott got by for second. And by that time, Hamlin had almost – Truex had almost a full straightaway lead. He was just walking the dog at the end. He was way fast at the end of the race. Yeah, and I thought he would be able to, uh, I thought Hamlin would be able to hold on to second, but uh, his, I think like he said, his car just wasn't wasn't working right in the longer runs. And uh, as that, even though it was only a 20 lap run, it, it was just not working for him at the end of that race. Well, and the, and the track had gone from a, a daylight race to a night race right. at that point. Right. You know, and they were running in the shade, so the track tightened up some, which didn't fit his liking. All right, uh, so that was Martinsville. Uh, who did you take for Martinsville? Did you take Truex? No, I had taken Hamlin. Okay, so we got the same. Uh, that's how I ended up taking also. Y- you had messaged me. We've been talking. They It, it did finally update your points from, uh, from Bristol. Yeah, I, I saw. I got my whole three points. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to call in and complain if you didn't get your three points. Well, I didn't mind if they if they wouldn't update it. I just would have wanted my pick for Bell back, and I'd have just right. had no pick for the race. You know, that might have worked better for you. That might have worked better for you. I'm still like 212 points ahead of you or something, so I'm good. Yeah, quite a few. Um, what, 289 to, to 245? You're only 45 points, 46 points ahead of me. Yeah, well, it's only a third of the way through the season. So. Yeah, there's plenty of time. I'll screw it up. Plenty of time for you to screw up some more. Tuesday tickler at IED Speedway. A little bit of a chilly night, and they had the MLRA late models back in action, paying three uh, 5000 to win. Also had the Modifieds in-house. Jordan Grabowski ended up picking up that win. Kind of a dominating fashion, and um, Jordan also won the Saturday night feature of the spring meltdown a few weeks ago at IED Speedway. So uh, I think he has led every Modified feature lap at IED Speedway so far in 2018. <laughs> 2018. In, uh, in 2021. Bragging right late models. Jake Bridge started outside a second row, was able to pick up the win. Jacob Brown came home second. Todd Cooney third. Great racing action in the Bragging right late models. And then your MLRA late models rolled out for a 35 lap feature. Billy Moyer Sr. looked really strong early, but faded late. Tony Jackson Jr. was able to pick up the win and Chase Younghands came home in second. It would have been interesting to see a caution late in that race, but uh, didn't happen because I think Chase may have had a little bit better of a car later in that race. It would have been a great battle for the race win, but Tony Jackson Jr. Uh, was able to stay green and ended up getting the win. And Anthony Ainsley reminded me that we have had two super late model features at IED Speedway in a row and not a single caution has waved. Uh, done by, I think, 9.15 or 9.20 was when the checkered flag waved. And even though I went in and, and hung out with the bridges for a little bit and had a beer, I was out there by 10 o'clock. Holy cow. Yeah, it was a little and, chilly. Uh, the holy cow was in reference to a beer. I know. I was debating <laughs> having a second one, but I couldn't feel my fingers. So I just decided I'll turn the heater on and head home. 
Yeah, that's when the koozie turns into a hand warmer instead of a can cooler. Exactly. That's I was when I got out of my truck, I was looking for a koozie and I was like, I'm, if I don't have a koozie, my hand's going to be frozen. And they ended up being frozen anyways. Uh, speaking of frozen and cold weather, the icebreaker challenge at Eagle Raceway on Friday and Saturday has been canceled. Weather yeah, is not. See, what's I that? don't like that. It's called the icebreaker. I think they should have broke some ice and been done with it. <laughs> I think that they were looking more as, as it gets closer and closer to Friday, the percent of chance of rain goes up. And, and right now, when we, when we record Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, it's 55% chance of rain on Friday night, high of 53. And then on Saturday, chance of rain early in the morning and high of 54. And the, the issue, the real issue is the lows. Cause Great. It's a high of 54. We could probably race just fine in 54 degree weather, but we're going to be racing closer to 40 degree weather uh, on uh, 45 degree weather on Friday and 40 degree weather on Saturday. And that just makes for a miserable condition. And I think the, uh, the, the raceway just said, we're not going to bother uh, making people come to that race and, and deal with setting everything up and just having a miserable time. I, I think Tuesday night at IED Speedway for the Tuesday tickler, had it been 20 degrees warmer, it'd have been a fantastic crowd. But as it was, it was a little light because people didn't want to get out on Tuesday night. They didn't want to get out when it was as cold as it was. Yeah. Well, I I don't do the cold anymore. I mean, I've worked races, you know, where I was digging through and even just put on a pair of mechanics gloves, just to have something to warm my hands. And by the time the night was over, couldn't feel my feet. Yeah. You know, I worked races that were in the upper 30s before some of them races at sunset we'd get to run in October would get kind of cool. Now, I just I don't do the cold anymore. I mean, everybody was bundled up when the sun was still shining last night. You know, all the pictures that were posted on Facebook and it was supposed for some reason being out there at that racetrack. It's 10 degrees cooler for some reason. Oh, God. Yes, it's that it's that that wind and the wind lately has just been brutal out there. Uh, What was it? The. The Friday of the spring meltdown, I tried to do a pre-race video like I always try to do for IED Speedway, and you couldn't hear me over the wind whipping past the microphone on the camera. And oh, when I was sitting up in the booth, up in the announcer's booth, you could feel the the grandstands waving back and forth from the wind gusts. It was mm-hmm. insane how much wind was out there. Yeah. So yeah. Icebreaker Challenge at IED Speedway, she's canceled. Not going to make it up. We're done. And I'm just scrolling through my Facebook. I, I did see a post of a track down south. I want to say it was 81 Raceway is running 305s on Saturday. That's uh, just outside of Wichita. Yes. So they've uh, they posted, uh, said, hey, all of you that were planning on heading to Eagle Raceway, uh, you are more than welcome to head down to 81 Raceway. Registration is free. We'll see you Saturday night. Yeah, there'll be some guys, you know, chomping at the bit to go racing. They'll head down yeah. that way. I know there's quite a few guys that are chomping at the bit because it's it's been a, a long off season. It's only a four hour drive down to Wichita. Yeah. From from Eagle. Up here it's an extra hour. But so that's uh kind of around the world. There's not a lot of NASCAR news to talk about. Uh red nose day scheme for Kyle Bush Sunday at Richmond. The red nose uh red nose day is something that is that Walgreens that does that? Yes. It's a fundraiser for what's the nonprofit? Is it juvenile diabetes? That sounds right. Kids. It's got something to do with kids for the red yeah. nose because of a clown's red nose. Yep. I think you're right. I think it is juvenile diabetes. Martinsville penalties announced. Daniel Suarez was assessed the loss of 10 owner points and 10 driver points for overall vehicle weight note 
improperly mounted ballast. That was what his crew chief was ejected uh, Sunday morning from the raceway. Was that Sunday morning or Saturday afternoon that he was ejected? Saturday afternoon. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember if they'd the gotten out at that time. Yeah, it was before oh, the yeah. race actually started. Because the race actually started Saturday. Uh, 42 laps got completed? Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. Chase Briscoe, Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. also assessed penalties. Loose lug nuts are not uh, in, not properly installed lug nuts. Looked like all three of them were single lug nut penalties. Crew chiefs, all three crew chiefs were fined $10,000. We could just let them do the fines one time and give us the money. We could have a hell of a party, couldn't oh we? Oh, my God. Wouldn't we? We'd have some fun with that. All right, that's pretty much the news. Oh, you know what? I did want to talk about this one. Uh, Jennifer Jo Cobb, who we've had on the show before, is set to make her Cup Series debut at Talladega with Rick Ware Racing. So she's going to be racing her NAS, uh, her Cup Series debut in the Geico 500 at Talladega. So that's kind of cool news. Yeah, it's uh, the first woman to make a start since Danica Patrick left in 18. All right, coming up just around the corner, Chad Dolan of Dawson County Raceway. It's been a long time coming, getting Chad on the show. We talked to him we a month ago. God, was that only a month ago? Yeah. Wow. Feels like it was a lot longer. We talked to Chad at the World of Wheels Car Show. We also talked with Jeremy Baker at the World of Wheels Car Show. We're going to play both of their interviews coming up in turns two and three. We're going to come right back around intern number four and get you set for Sunday's race at Richmond. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Red Oak Fabrication in Red Oak, Iowa is changing the powder coating game. Drivers and teams have overpaid for good work for far too long. Get to Red Oak Fabrication and get quality powder coating at an affordable price. A brand new bare frame gets done for $450. Plus the turnaround time? Days, not weeks. Get your free estimate today. Email Jordan F at RedOakFabrication.com. See what Red Oak Fabrication can do for you today on their Facebook page or at redoakfabrication.com. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. 